What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And first of all, I want to say a heartfelt thank you to everybody who reached out about the podcast. Episode 271, The Rude Awakening is what I titled it. I got more comments from that episode than any episode in history. We made history. So I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it and weren't too offended that I that I chose violence that day. Came came with a, a little bit of heat, as you guys so kindly mentioned. So I appreciate it. I'm glad that that resonated. I'm glad that it lit a fire under some of you. And uh, that's the intent, as always. If I can just help one single person take action, strip down those excuses, and take Massive action. It is always worth it. It's always worth it, regardless of how many people, when I emailed that message, uh, were a little bit butthurt. It's okay, because if we help people, there's going to be some people that it just doesn't land the way that it was intended to. That's life. You can't please everybody. In fact, people-pleasing is a form of self-sabotage. I've had to learn that the hard way because it's in my nature. It's in my personality but I'm getting better. And today I'm bringing up a topic that I was actually reminded of because of a conversation that I had on Instagram. And I realized that we need to be constantly reminded of this magical thing called the human metabolism and how we can actually use it to our benefit rather than fighting against it and being really frustrated. So That is the topic of this episode. I'm going to go into the dynamics of the metabolism and how can you stack the deck in your favor to make fat loss easier and more efficient and more sustainable. Stop digging yourself a ditch that's very difficult to climb out of. So I'm going to break that all down. If you enjoyed the episode, as always, it means the world to me when you can share and spread the love. Like I said, the uh, the outreach after episode 271 was pretty epic. Not sure we're going to top that, but it's okay. <laughs> but if you can help spread the love, number one best way to do that is by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, I know I say this every episode, but I legitimately mean it. It truly helps. It's the best way that I know of to get new listeners to the show. And of course, you can take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram and then tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, or you can just share the episode link with a friend. You can also invite them into our Facebook community. That's another way you can help. Send out the invite, bring somebody into our community, spread the love. I always appreciate it when you do. And with that being said, enjoy the episode. All right, guys, welcome to everybody who's tuning in on the podcast. It's another Monday evening, my favorite time, Monday evening trainings in the Facebook group on the podcast. This is its always fun to jump on here and to pick a topic to go deep on. And today I was reminded by an individual on Instagram. So shout out to whoever I was talking to on Instagram. That is the inspiration to this conversation, which is all about your metabolism and how to stack the quote-unquote metabolic deck 
in your favor. So many people struggle with this. So many people take action that puts them in a metabolic hole that makes it so much more difficult than it needs to be to achieve your physical goals. Once you understand the way that your metabolism works, it is super simple to work with it and to allow it to do its thing and to achieve your goals in the most sustainable way possible. But too frequently, we get caught up in doing things completely against what your metabolism was designed to do. Again, it's most times just a lack of understanding, or it can just be a lack of patience. Sometimes it's just trying to rush the process or doing things because you're really frustrated. So you try to do more and more and more, and you get yourself in a bad situation. So I really want to break this down and uh, shout out to whoever I was talking to on Instagram that uh, that gave me the the inspiration for this conversation. Uh, before I get into that, I have to mention last night we did a training in the Facebook group. It was also on Zoom. It was to wrap up our four-week challenge that ended yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday, uh, Sunday the 6th of February. So we finished up our challenge. We announced our challenge winner. We gave away an Apple Watch. We gave away a fat loss blueprint to everybody in attendance. And I also dropped an epic news bomb on everybody. So I want to share that here because I know that there's a lot of podcast listeners that weren't in the challenge, that aren't in the Facebook group. So we decided to step our game up at POP. Now, if you ask me, I would say that as it stands right now, we are already the gold standard for nutrition coaching, for for creating epic results, lasting results. I don't think that anybody does quite what we do. Now, admittedly, I'm really biased because I am the owner of POP. So, of course, I have to say that. But I I legitimately mean it. I don't think that anybody creates the kind of results consistently, predictably at the rate that we do. I take zero credit for that. It is 100% my team of coaches who are some of the best humans, not just coaches, but some of the best humans in the world. And they do an amazing job at helping people with their relationship with food, creating the body that that they desire creating sustainability, creating food freedom, like they legitimately do work wonders, like incredible, incredible team. But we've been having a lot of conversations, uh, all of us as you know, the pop coaches and myself to figure out how can we take this to the next level. And what we decided to do was we decided to create a program where you only pay If you get the results that you want, like how badass is that? Like legitimately you only pay if you get the results that you want. So what we did was we were like, okay, so we know that we need, like, we know how to create results. We know how to create sustainability. We do this over and over again, but there's a lot of people who are still skeptical. There's a lot of outsiders who are like, yeah, I see all of the transformations. I see the testimonials. I I resonate with everything that you're saying, 
but they're, they're still skeptical because they've probably been burned so many times in the past. And there's a, like a natural fear when, when you're a human, you're a survival animal. You are, you operate with a certain level of fear. That's why most people don't change, by the way. Most people don't change because there is fear associated with that. And it's much easier to remain stuck and comfortable than it is to change. One quote to remember, remember this always. Most people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. Most people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. So when you're stuck and frustrated, it's, it's known, right? There's no fear involved because it's a known commodity. You know what that feels like. Making a change and pursuing something better, that's uncertain. That comes with a dose of fear. So while we create amazing results for our clients, there's a lot of people on the outside looking in who are still skeptical, who are still fearful. For whatever reason, they can't get over their excuses. So I was talking to my team and I was like, listen, we do this and we believe in it so much. And we know that we can help just about anybody, that we just need the time and we just need them to buy in. Okay. We just need them to commit and show up and we're golden. So we got together and we came up with this idea. We said, what if we have somebody join coaching and they commit to a year long program? And at the end of the year, if we don't hit their goals, they don't pay anything, not a single penny. And then we started working, you know, digging a little bit deeper on the process. We're like, even more, even better. What if we take the first month and we call that like a discovery month where we can definitively see like where, what we're up against? We do our neurotype assessment. We do our metabolic assessment. We get firsthand experience as to like what this individual's body responds to. We get to know exactly where we're going. Like, the GPS is all laid out. We know our starting point, we know our end point, and we know how we're going to get there. So after that discovery month, it'd be really cool if we got together with the client and set realistic goals for the next year that they had to agree upon. Like It had to be coach and client both co-sign these targets. And then we go through the year of coaching. And if they don't achieve their goals, we give them all of their money back. And that's how it was born. It was born from a belief and confidence in what we do, but also to strip down your potential excuses and to strip down your potential fear because it creates the highest level of certainty. And the worst case scenario is actually not that bad, right? Like most people, when they join a program, they think about the worst case scenario being, what if this doesn't work for me? And what if I piss away this money, right? What if I lose this money that I just spent and I don't get the results? That's often the biggest fear. So we strip that away by telling you, by having this upgraded version of our program where we say, you don't get the results, you don't pay us a dime. 
So now the worst case scenario is you go through a year of coaching, you learn a lot, you gain a lot from the experience, but you don't quite hit your goals. And that's okay because it costs you $0. So to learn from a coach, from an expert, to be able to understand a little bit more about yourself and your relationship with food and your body, but you don't quite hit your goals, but it costs you nothing. So the worst case scenario isn't that bad. So we've stripped away the excuses. We've stripped away the fear. We've given you the highest level of certainty. And that is now our new program. You commit to a year. If after the discovery month, you don't see eye to eye with your coach on your goals, that's okay. You can opt out and get your money back. So we have two checkpoints, right? The first month after that discovery month, you and your coach have to agree on your goals. If you cannot agree, we refund you all of your money and you can opt out. Once you agree on the targets for the year, now we go through the process of making that happen. And if you don't hit your goals at the end of the year, you get all of your money back. In my opinion, this is now the greatest offer on top of what was already the greatest offer. Like when I say we've had 90 plus percent success rate, so the certainty should have already been pretty high. Like most people coming in, they typically know somebody who's done our program before, they've seen the results, they've listened to the podcast, they know what we're all, all about. There's a high level of confidence, even though your brain tries to tell you. There's, there's fear and skepticism and everything. That's just a protective mechanism. Like deep down inside, instinctually, most people know when they're signing up with POP, they're in the best of hands. They're, they're going to reach their goals. It's usually just a matter of when, not if. However, we decided to escalate that and take it next level where there is literally zero risk involved no risk at all because if you don't hit your goals you don't pay anything nobody else is doing that i can't say that for sure because i haven't gone through every single coach there's probably millions of coaches out there but i'm pretty confident that nobody else would back up their shit like this i just don't i just don't see it i don't think it exists but i know we have a lot of coaches who listen and I'm just saying, if you believe in what you do, you maybe should consider doing this. Maybe we'll start a new trend. Maybe people will start copying. It won't, wouldn't be the first time. Um, but here's the thing. If you decide not to do this, it's a beautiful opportunity to get real with yourself. Because if you're not willing, like we create a situation where you either get your results that you say you want, or it costs zero dollars. So if you're not willing to do that, that's the time to get honest with yourself about what's truly important to you. That might be the time to have some self-reflection about your, your values and your priorities. Because if you can't jump into a situation like that, you probably don't want, want what you say you want. Like, if <laughs> Here's an example. If somebody said to me, hey, you pay me $1,000 and you have a chance of winning $10,000, 
But if you don't win the $10,000, I'm just going to give you your $1,000 back. I'm playing that fucking game every day, like which is literally what we're doing. We're giving you a result that's worth more than $10,000. If you think about what you're trying to accomplish with your body, with your mind, with your relationship with food, all of the goals, like you get to choose. You get to choose your own adventure. You get to choose what goals you're setting. As long as they're realistic then and your coach is willing to co-sign, it's all fair game. So you're either achieving them, which how much is that worth to you to never have to struggle with your body again, to never have to worry about your physical appearance, to have more confidence, to have more energy, to have a better relationship, um, to have, you know, to set a better example for your kids. What is that worth to you? Because if you're not willing to do this, then it's time to have an honest conversation about your values and priorities. This is why I love what we're doing. We are literally creating a situation where you either get everything that you fucking desire or you get to have some honest self-awareness talk like the self-reflection, the truth comes out. That's another beautiful thing. So either way, it's a win-win. Again, the worst case scenario is you don't reach your goals, but it doesn't cost you anything. I am so fucking excited about this. I can't even control it. I can't contain it. Anybody that is on the fence, you're only kidding yourself. Legitimately, only kidding yourself if you're on the fence. Um, Now, I realize that some people are going to be like, well, I still have to come up with the money to go through the process. And that's going to be the hard part. Well, cool. We have a financing option where you can pay $0 down, no interest, and pay it off over a long period of time, like 18 months, low, low monthly payments. And by the way, if after the year you don't hit your goals, then all of that goes back to you. So like for about the amount of a cup of coffee a day, you're not willing to budget and save a cup of coffee a day to either reach your goals or get all of your money back. Again, if you're on the fence, I I think that it's time for some honest self-talk. That would just be my recommendation. Um, I guess I should get to the topic. I I love these tangents. I'm sorry if you guys hate them. Um, This is something that I'm just beyond excited about. So I had to share. If, by the way, if you're on the podcast, if you're listening and you were not in attendance last night, you can reach out to me directly um, through Facebook or through Instagram, or just go to neurotypetraining.com and you'll see the application for one-on-one coaching and um, you can just book a call. So what we like to do is first make sure it's a good fit. And uh, that should be on both sides, by the way. We need to make sure that you're a good fit for what we do. And you should be making sure that we're a good fit for what you want to do. Because if you tell us like, hey, I just want to lose weight as fast as humanly possible, we're probably going to tell you to find somebody else. Um, So we have to make sure it's a good fit. And then we can go over all of the, the details and just make sure everyone's on the same page before we get started. So if you are interested in that, if you want to guarantee your results with a money back guarantee that if you don't reach your results, you get every dime back to you, uh, just reach out on Facebook, reach out on Instagram, or go to neurotypetraining.com and fill out the application for one-on-one coaching. 
that is my recommendation. We're not playing games anymore. This is either time to make a change or it's time to get honest with yourself. Either one, either one is empowering. So you're either going to make the change or you're going to wake up and uh, realize some shit about yourself. Um, Cool. So let's talk about the metabolism (laughs) because I made a, a post that basically talked about hitting a plateau where, you know, if, if you get frustrated after a short period of time, um, you know, you're either not being patient, you're either not being consistent or you're not being honest with yourself. And, and somebody commented and was like, look, I understand what you're trying to say about the mindset side of things and everything. But the reality is that the only reason why somebody wouldn't lose weight in a month is because they're not in a calorie deficit. And it feels like I have to keep reminding other people about context and nuance and the way that the metabolism works. So this is hopefully going to be a refresher for a lot of you who listen to the show. If not, then if this is new information, then then you're in for a treat. Um, Because we have to remember the way that the metabolism works. Now, First of all, saying that a calorie deficit is needed to lose weight is like telling an alcoholic to just stop drinking. It's, it's short-sighted. It's myopic. It doesn't tell the full picture. And to make matters worse, the individual that I was going back and forth with on Instagram tried to tell me that all calorie deficits are created equal, meaning that a 500 calorie deficit is the same across the board, regardless of how it's created, regardless of who is creating it, doesn't matter. Body size, it doesn't matter. Height, weight, age, gender, it doesn't matter. Activity level, it doesn't matter. All of the things basically was saying that a 500 calorie deficit is the same across the board. And this clearly shows a lack of understanding of how the human metabolism works. And we get so caught up in trying to make this a black and white system where it's like, there's just two out, you know, it's like um, calories in versus calories out. How many calories are you burning? How many calories are you consuming? And that it's just like a, a stagnant formula that it's like a plug and play. Like it's just simple, just plug and play. And you're going to be where you want to be. And that's not the case. So first of all, a calorie deficit, while that it is, while a calorie deficit is required for weight loss to occur, that's also a dangerous game to play. Because what most people do is simply cut calories and or increase activity in an effort to create this calorie deficit that everybody is so high on. It's just, you know, you can just scroll Instagram. You'll see all of the fitness influencers preaching from the mountaintops about a calorie deficit. And they're not wrong. That's the problem. There's a big difference between something that is valid and something that is useful. Simply saying you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight is valid, but it's not useful. Just like saying Oh, you're an alcoholic. You should probably stop drinking. Valid, not useful. Okay. Because we're, we're missing the point. We're missing context. We're missing nuance. Let's first 
dispel the fact that all calorie deficits are created equal. That is certainly not the case. If I, Mike Milner, if I decided to create a 500 calorie deficit, that would look a lot different if I slashed my calories by 500 calories versus increased my activity. Okay. If I can create a 500 calorie deficit on 2,500 calories per day, that's going to look a lot different than if I need to drop down to 1,500 calories per day to create that same 500 calorie deficit. Um, I'm at risk of losing more muscle the lower my calories go. I'm at risk of, of disrupting my hormones. I'm at risk of my metabolism slowing down. So here's where we get into trouble because most people hear this information and they immediately cut calories. And what happens is the human metabolism is adaptive and reactive. Okay. So this is the most important thing to understand. What signal are you sending to your metabolism? When you cut calories, you are sending the signal that there's not a lot of energy or nutrients coming in. And your body, your metabolism will register that signal and it will act accordingly because it is, a, it is adaptive and reactive. So once it registers that signal, it's going to start acting accordingly. And there are several things that your metabolism does in that context, which is energy preservation. If there's not a lot of energy coming in, if there's not a lot of nutrients coming in, it would make sense that your body wants to A, store energy and, and B, preserve it, right? So like, I don't want to have a fast metabolism if there's a lack of nutrients and energy coming in. I also don't want to run out of stored energy if there's a lack of energy and nutrients coming in. So your body is going to slow down certain processes to preserve energy, mainly your metabolic rate will impact your thyroid, which controls your metabolic rate. It'll impact your sex hormones. It'll impact your immune system. It'll impact your digestion. It'll impact your cycle. It'll impact your mood. It'll impact your sleep. Now, this is where understanding the difference between a calorie deficit where you're just slashing calories versus being able to eat adequately enough so that your metabolism still functions at a homeostatic level, which is what we want. We want balance. We want your body to feel safe. The biggest disruptor for all of your progress is stress-related. When you eat less, when you eat in a calorie deficit, you are stressing your metabolism. Oh, by the way, Let's just add on everyday life stress to the equation because we know that that exists. So not only are you stressing your system by eating less, but you're also stressing it because of your relationship drama or your work drama or your overtraining. You're not sleeping well. You're not recovering well. Now, all of a sudden, we're adding chronic stress to an already fucked up equation because calorie deficit, right? We just want to adhere to our calorie deficit, but we're not looking at the long-term consequences. Every single time you stray from homeostasis, you are making it increasingly more difficult to lose body fat efficiently and sustainably. That's a fact. Your body 
Your metabolism is adaptive and reactive. And each time that you require it to disrupt your hormonal balance, to downregulate, to you know go into that energy preservation mode, you're going to make it more difficult in the future. And if you don't believe me, just try it. You've probably already tried it. But if you don't believe me, you know what you can do? You can create your own adrenal fatigue. You can drive yourself into the ground. Start eating very little. Start working really hard. Add more. Train harder. Add cardio. Don't sleep well. Don't recover well. And then keep pushing as long as you possibly can. And then tell me what that road to recovery looks like. If you don't believe me, just go through it yourself. Now, I would never honestly recommend anyone doing that. If you've gone through it, you know what I'm talking about. That road to recovery sucks. It takes longer than you would you would hope. Your body seems to be fighting against you. You probably have to gain some weight through the process, which makes you even more uncomfortable. So why put yourself through this when we can do it the right way from the beginning? Now, the good news is that because your metabolism is adaptive and reactive, we can also send the signal for it to adapt and react in the way that we want it to. That is what our focus should be, is how do we stack the metabolic deck in our favor? Well, first of all, we do that by not slashing calories all the damn time. You should not be dieting year round. In fact, you should be not dieting more often than you are actively dieting. And when you do diet, and when I say that, I just mean when you're actively trying to lose body fat. When you do that, you should be doing that with the highest number of calories that you as an individual can do. You should be actively dieting on the highest number of calories that you as an individual can achieve. So that's number one is we're, we're not dieting all the time. Number two is we're managing stress. We're actually prioritizing recovery and sleep because we know that there's going to be day-to-day stress. We know that you can't get rid of stress 100%, but everything that you're trying to achieve happens on the other side of recovery. Everything, whether you're trying to lose fat, you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to perform better, you're trying to just improve health markers. All of those things happen on the other side of recovery. You get better when you recover. So we have to manage stress. Um, Another thing with your metabolism is having some muscle. There's a lot of research right now and, and recent research that shows between the ages of about 20 and 60, your metabolic rate does not change, does not diminish that much. Like it basically stays the same. And I know that's weird to hear because we like to make the excuse that when we age, our metabolism just goes in the toilet. It's not the case. It starts to decline more noticeably after 60, but even that is kind of negligible. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that drastic. What happens is we typically stop doing the activity and the activities that help to sustain our metabolic rate, meaning that 
It's not an age decline. It's typically a muscle decline or a nutrition decline. Those are the two biggest culprits. So once again, stop starving yourself, stop depriving yourself and start prioritizing muscle. So if we want to send our metabolism the proper signal, we prioritize building muscle. I think that one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself at some point in time, take a a period, take a phase of your life and say, you know what, for the next six months, and I'm just throwing out an arbitrary timeline, whatever you're comfortable with, for the next six months, for the next nine months, for the next year, I'm going to focus all of my efforts on building as much muscle as I can eating as many calories as I can without gaining fat. And I'm just going to see what I can do for my metabolism. That's it. If you could ever get yourself mentally to do that, the short-term sacrifice for the long-term gain is so worth it. I did it for a year. It was the greatest gift that I gave to myself. That year, getting my calories up, building significant amount of muscle, my metabolism is so much better off. And this is coming from somebody who has a fucked up thyroid from years of dieting, from years of chronic dieting. So I don't want to hear about, oh, I can't because of X, Y, Z reason. This is why you have to understand, even with hypothyroidism, even with you know hormonal imbalances, your metabolism is adaptive and reactive. So there's still things that we can do we can still eat adequately enough. We can still eat quality foods. We can still move our body. We can still recover well and sleep well and build muscle. Okay. All of these things to send the signal that creates the type of metabolism that we want. If you know the way that your metabolism adapts and reacts to certain stimuli, all of a sudden the solution becomes a lot more obvious. And you stop doing extreme shit and you stop slashing calories and you stop doing excessive cardio and you stop training twice a day, seven days a week, and you actually recover and you actually sleep. It, it, the answer becomes a lot more clear. So it's not just create a calorie deficit. It's not just rip the bandaid off. There is more nuance to that. Because again, if we simply play the calorie deficit game, we oftentimes, more often than not, and I, I, I totally understand that there are exceptions to every rule, but I'm just saying more often than not, you're doing more damage by just trying to slash calories and increase activity. Eat less, move more should be a very short-term intervention, very targeted and very short-term. Your normal way of operating should be prioritizing metabolic health. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have other goals. That's the best part is when you focus on those things, all of a sudden your body composition improves, your health markers improve, your performance improves, you get stronger, you get leaner because you're building muscle. All of these things happen. It's just the mindset that we have to overcome of I can only get there if I slash calories. I can only lose weight if I eat 1,200 calories a day. No. The problem is that you've always been trying to go down the same path and you played that card and you've played it a million times and it's not working. Like, you know, it's a losing hand, but you keep playing it. So understand that, you know, like 
I swear, if we just took a step back and really thought about it, like how does, what is the signal that I'm sending to my metabolism and, and how is it going to respond? It's like being able to see into the future. And that's a great way to look at it. Because if I know what's coming, then I can prepare accordingly. If I know that restricting calories is going to make me cranky, if I know it's going to lower my energy, lower my sex drive, make it more likely that I get sick, if I know that it's going to disrupt my sex hormones, my immune system, my digestive tract, like if I know all of these things, well, now I can see into the future. That seems like a shitty future. So I'm not going to do that. When I create a calorie deficit for myself, it's on the highest level of calories possible. And cutting food is the last resort. And it's such a short period of time. And by the way, I have my coach who does this for me because I am also a believer in what I preach. I don't think that anybody should be trying to fly solo because we're too emotional. We're too subjective with ourselves. I love the fact that I can offload all of that mental energy and stress onto a coach. It's a beautiful thing. I don't have to worry about getting in my own way. I know that I'm a head case. I know that my mindset is kind of fucked up sometimes, but I don't put myself in a position where I'm flying solo. I invest in coaching because I know how valuable that is. The same thing that we preach. Why are you trying to do this on your own? It doesn't make sense. It only makes sense if you don't care about time and you don't care about your results because you know, based off of history, right? We have the science of hindsight. You've probably wasted a lot of time. You've probably been really frustrated. You've probably been overwhelmed. You've probably been stressed. You've probably felt like nothing works for you. But yeah, let's just keep trying it. Just keep trying it on your own because that's worked out so well. Like, at what point do you wake up and say, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I deserve it. I deserve to get where I want to be. I deserve to be happy and successful. I deserve this. At what moment does that happen? Hopefully, sooner than later, because time is important. It's the most valuable currency that we have. And, and man, we just spend it and spend it. When the answer is right there in front of you, we're literally gifting you your results. And if you don't get them, you don't pay anything. That's a gift. Take advantage of it. Hopefully that makes sense. Your metabolism will respond to the signal that you send it. If you are sending the signal of high stress, by the way, all of the disruptions that I talked about can occur irregardless of food, independent of food. So what I mean is that you can actually be eating enough, but if you have a, an abundance of outside stressors, like outside, I mean, outside of nutrition. So let's say you have chronic stress because of um, some kind of relationship stress or family stress or work stress or whatever. And it's enough where it's been building up over time and it's been consistent over time. Um, you can be eating enough and you can still have the metabolic disruption because your body registers chronic stress the same. It's still going to proceed as if there's a lack of energy and nutrients coming in. That's just how we're hardwired. That's in our DNA. 
That's because we're survival creatures. Our body just cares about survival. So it's going to respond accordingly. Anyway, keep that in mind. Food's important. Activity's important. Muscle is important. Stress management, sleep, they're all important. Um, Hopefully this helps, guys. If you ever have questions, I'm always available. Hit me up. Take advantage of the offer. It's, It's a gift. Take advantage of the gift. Hit me up and I will talk to you guys very soon.